Welcome to Operation Unknown, Season 3, Episode 4, Mr. Birdman, Mr. Big Apple. Birdman, how are you? This session is being recorded. <laughs> it's so fucking weird how it does that now, right? It's so stupid. Gotta love the updates. No, doing good. Freaking same old, same old. Nothing too crazy going on. Kids are in sports. Still working from home most of the time, you know. Looks like the little guest that we usually have trying his hand at football, huh? Yeah, our, our our special guest star is doing his first year, maybe last year of football. <laughs> he's he's not, not a huge fan, but... How old is he again? He just... Was he six? Yeah. Okay. I played football once on an organized team when I think I was in fifth grade, and I never did it again. <laughs> well, Calvin started when he was in third grade, and... He was also probably twice my size when I was his age. Right. Oh, another special guest? We do have another special guest. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Good night. Oh man. Yeah, he's like I said, Calvin was all about it. He's still playing and Wyatt, I think it's all kind of a shock for him. We'll we'll see. Each each practice is better for him. So we'll see by the end of the season if it's something he wants to continue cool. If not, then also cool. Yeah, there's plenty of other stuff out there. So that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Well he's got T ball too, so he's got that exactly. for him. and basketball. Well, T ball's only one year. Next year's probably like Coach pitching or something? Uh, I think it might be one more year of T-ball oh, okay. than coach pitch. I'm not sure. I think it all depends on the age and stuff. But, but shit, I didn't start playing baseball till I was in oh, fourth fourth grade. Oh, yeah? You know, so, so I never did T-ball or any of that stuff. Interesting. So I vaguely remember playing T-ball. But, yeah, there's always Had to crack open activity. another seltzer. Who, 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 who is your uh, seltzers not sponsored by? Corona, the usual suspect. Going with the going with the claws tonight. Yeah, man, that's good. Have you tried those new claws that are like one hundred and forty three percent alcohol? <laughs> the eight percenters? No, I haven't. Only because uh, they're not sold in six packs. Mm. At least not here. So yeah, I mean it'll probably be one of these times where I head out to golf or something. I'll probably grab a couple, couple tall boys to to take with me, but good luck with that. Maybe just two, <laughs> one for the front nine and one for the back nine. It's, <laughs> That's probably a good idea. That's funny. We know someone who's tried those playing golf once. <laughs> I, I saw the picture. Yeah. And you said they, they hit him up pretty good. Oh yeah. All right. Let's get into this episode four. Who do we want to talk about? I have episode an idea. Four. I think we should probably talk about one of the most prolific serial killers in history. Who actually didn't even get caught until most rec- like recently, like two years ago, right? Or uh, three now, but yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of the the cool thing is that it's you know it happened a while ago, but the the you know, capture and conviction and all that good stuff is semi recently, which obviously we'll get into. Once oh yeah, we and start even discussing. the right, even the way he was caught was extremely well, it was, interesting with right. the times today, you know. Yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense with the way things are today. And again, we'll we'll get into, but yeah, I mean, that was you know, I I, I foresee that being something that can probably get linked to solving a lot of crimes. You know, oh, if not already, if not already, yeah. right? But yeah, so this guy we want to talk about was doing his thing around the seventies, right? Throughout the seventies or whatever. That's when that's when they all were doing it. <laughs> Seriously, right? I'm telling you, man, it's because there's no fucking cameras back then. 
Yeah. And if there was, they probably were shitty and grainy and maybe like only in like really rich companies had it, you know. Banks, that's about it. I don't even know if banks had them back then. That's true. I don't even think ATMs existed back then. Probably (laughs) not. Which are always recording these days. Yeah, but even those seem to be like shitty quality where you think they would have a little better, you know. (laughs) It looks like you're in a fucking fishbowl. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else in the background, you can't see shit. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so let's get in this guy. He he had a few nicknames I found out, like a lot of them. Yes. Um, And I didn't learn until just a little while ago. One of his nicknames is a combination of the nicknames. Yes. So, and it's also one of his nicknames is confused with another guy who we want to talk about who has like the same nickname, but he's the OG. Which is right. Well, we'll, we'll let's just get right. into the nicknames. All right. <laughs> so let's see. He, I guess he started off as the Versailles Ransacker. Versailles. Is that how you pronounce it? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was like some weird French word. No, it's California. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he was the East Area Rapist, the East Side Rapist, the East. Bay rapist, don't forget the bay. Right. Uh, let's see the diamond knot killer, the night stalker, the original night stalker. Good that way to clear up any confusion. <laughs> and what Eurons? Eurons. Yeah, that's that's the East Area rapist and original night stalker. That's the combination combined. Okay. Yeah. You know, and the weird thing is, is the the only reason, and people, a lot of people probably don't even recognize any of those nicknames at all. But when we tell you who it's about or who he is, it's a funny story because, like, apparently the newspapers got tired of coming up with all these different nicknames, or the police did anyway, because they they knew or they had an idea that it was the same guy just doing different things in different areas. So then someone in the newspaper industry, you know, the press decided to name him the Golden State Killer. And he's probably one of the most famous serial killers out there. Now known as Joey D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. Fucking guy was born in New York. Bath, New York. I didn't know that either. I was like, son of a bitch. This motherfucker's a New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, he, everything I've read about this guy and what I've seen on documentaries, they have one on HBO Max that came out, like, I think last year, Unmasking a Killer. Like, some of these stories that some of the survivors would tell was kind of ridiculous. Like, you got to be some kind of crazy just to go out and try to rape or kill somebody or end to kill somebody, right? But this motherfucker would, like, tie you up, make you think he's going to kill you for hours. And he'd go in the rage your fridge, he'd drink your beer, eat your dinner or whatever you got in the fridge. Go sit out and smoke a cigarette on the porch. Told you if you made a noise, he'd fucking kill you. And then he, yeah, there was- he wouldn't even, like, kill all of his victims. He would just leave. Right. But the people never knew that he he could have been gone for hours, but they're just laying there thinking he's still there. He's going to come back. And but they yeah, don't want to make a noise because they don't want to die. I know there was at least one instance. There's probably a few, but he did something like, you know, he had their like hands tied, you know, whatever. They were tied up on the bed or whatever, but mm-hmm. he like set like some pots and pans on them. So if they moved or whatever, right, it would it. fall over and mm-hmm. make the noise. This is while he's, you know. Again, earning the nickname of the ransacker. Drinking beers you know, and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing goes, but with the ransacking, I know like he wasn't even he wasn't even taking things of like value. It was, you know, mm-hmm. grabbing grabbing the wife's nighty or whatever. And that was like the only thing he would take after, you know, rummaging through everything. But it was never like he was stealing jewelry or you know, like lipstick or whatever. Yeah, yeah, just, shit. yeah, yeah. Well, maybe not to him. 
Yeah, pulling a fucking Steve Buscemi sitting in his basement putting the <laughs> lipstick on. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why they did that. Well, or maybe it was because of Silence of the Lambs, but whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah, he used to, he would, I guess he kind of started off as just burglarizing, right? Yeah, it was from 73 to 86 was the dates of his his whole career his activeness. Right. And just to just to give his stats while we're <laughs> while we're on it, it, he's got 13 murders, 50 rapes and 120 burglaries. Mm. And spoiler alert, he received 12 life sentences plus 8 years because you get to throw those 8 years on there just for I just never for understood measure. like why do they do that? I know some of it's something where like, I don't know, like if if you add something like that to it or something, then they won't be eligible for parole or it's some kind of weird deal. Because, I mean, honestly, why why would you even have to do more than one life sentence? (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. After after you die, we're still going to just leave you in your cell for fucking (laughs) or when you respawn or whatever, you know, as soon as you're born, you're going right back into prison. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or reincarnation. Yeah. yeah. Which we've talked about. Yes, we have. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's it's weird to me whenever they like, oh, I know. I know there is like some uh, method to the madness. There's a reason. I know, like I said, it, it can do something where like it makes them not eligible for parole or, you know, something, something to that effect. But right. So apparently the first recorded ransacking occurred March 19th, 1974. And all he did was take like $50 worth of change from a piggy bank. Well, you know, you get, it's, he must've been nervous or, you know, he's a rookie. So, right. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't start in the majors, man. You got to work up, you know, <laughs> you, you start, start in a ball and, you know, and that's usually you gotta, how you it works. Them, you got to earn them stripes to, that's usually how it works with these guys. They they they'll rape somebody, but they won't kill them, and then they'll kill one by accident, and then they'll be like, "Oh, what the fuck? What, what have I been missing?" Hey, hey, I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's it, and that's the thing with his crimes. They just kind of progressively got you yeah. know worse and worse, and it was yeah. almost kind of like they got worse as he did them in different areas. Right. Well, and the whole other thing about this thing is the dude's a cop. Yeah, he that's, evolved. <laughs> right. And he, but he's got, he's going out of town to do this shit, right? But not too far out of town that you know, neighboring cities are starting to talk, Mm. and he's you know, which which wasn't really done back then, no, but like at all, (laughs) yeah. But you get enough shit going on, people are going to talk, but right, but yeah, that's the thing. And he's got, I honestly, I want to say, I'm almost positive he actually like worked burglaries too like as as a cop that was his yeah. <laughs> so so he knew what the fuck he was doing right kind of like dexter that motherfucker knew what he was doing too just because of his profession. That's, that's coming back ain't it i think so it's a good fucking show yeah it is all right so let's see when he was the ransacker let's mm, see he's, a, his, he's a seaman moves. too <laughs> come on come on all right so he had he had quite a few mo's so he would scale fences he would walk through parks, walkways, ditches, and trails. I guess I guess some houses had like backyard fences on the trails and shit, you know? Right. So I guess that's one way to be able to just hop a fence and get in there. Yeah, get in and out and you're going. He would always try any way to get into buildings. Didn't matter if it was window or door. Whatever was open, that's where he's going. But he would attempt, like, I guess the first thing he'd see, he'd try. If that didn't work, he'd move on to the next thing. Right, yeah. Well, you're going you're gonna to take the path of... Least resistance, you know, whatever works, you're gonna. That's gonna be that's gonna be your way in. And he also did something that you would think maybe a cop would think of 
prior to doing something like this is he would leave doors open and windows open, planning his escape already before he's committed right. his crime. You know, like, well, I guess he's already kind of committed to one crime by breaking in. You right, but I mean? before, yeah, before moving on to the rest of his hijinks. Just in case shit went down. You know, normal <laughs> burglary, uh, burglarizers, burglarizers, is that the word? No. Burglars. Burglars, yeah, that's it. They that's probably I, wouldn't think I'd of that. They just want to go in there, do what they need to do, and then get out. They don't right, do yeah, but again, and that's the thing though. You you have someone he's trained you know, working working both both sides of the of the of the law, you know. So yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be a little more methodical and think of more what ifs. I I would think mm-hmm. than your average burglar, you know. But you know, he, he got away <laughs> with it for a long time. <laughs> it was, I guess, he was trying to do it in the beginning to the point where he didn't really expect anyone to be home when he would do these things because he would leave he would like leave a door open like a crack and put like a bottle on it or a a dish or a pot just like you said with the with what he was doing with his victims right but he would do it on like the door so if anyone walked in the bottle he had had a little yeah heads up little warning you know and then obviously he wore gloves but that's like most smart people that want to do shit like this well even you know rock the ski mask too yeah Old school style. Of course, this is old school, so. Right. Well, he was also a cop, so he probably, any case he was working on as a cop, he probably would pick up little pointers and be like, okay, well, I have to do this. I have to not do this. I have to do this, you know. Right. It's probably made it easy for him, which is why he probably hadn't gotten caught in so long. Like, it's been. He knew what he was doing. 50 years later, they caught him. Uh, 2018 when they caught him. Not 50, but like 40. I guess almost 50. Almost 50. Huh. Whatever. Yeah, 73. So, yeah. Yeah, because what, two years would be 50? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know. It just sounds odd because I was only born six years after he started, and I can't be that close to 50. Oh, God, I am. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I digress. Wow, you're old. Shut I'll up. get there, hopefully, <laughs> as I drink more beer or seltzer. Yeah, so the the ransacking is saying it was like seventy three to seventy six. That's when he was doing the majority of, of that, that was, good yeah. stuff. But even before seventy six, he started trying to get a little crazy with some of the things he was trying to do. Apparently, nineteen seventy five was the first time he tried like kidnapping somebody. Well, you know, you get you know, bored of <laughs> yeah, just stealing, stealing, stealing like piggy, piggy banks, banks. You know, so now <laughs> now you're gonna now you're gonna try to take a whole person. You know, so. Yeah. I almost wonder because this family apparently they had somebody that caught or saw someone like prowling his daughter, and I guess he, they got away. And then he showed up again. Like if it was him the first time, the fact that he's able to just not even give a shit and go back and try to do it again, like that's mind-boggling to me. Right. You would think you'd go to like another house to try to do it to somebody else, you know? If especially. After they see you and they They're chase a you close off, call. yeah, right, yeah, you would think they'd be on high alert after that, but he apparently didn't care. Yeah, this is the Snellings, right? Yeah, the Schnellies. I don't think Snelling, he listens. Snelly, not Schnelly, Snelly. But yeah, he, yeah he, he he broke in. He attempted to kidnap the daughter. Yeah, um, around ten. Yeah, he was chased away. Mm-hmm. And then so comes even the same around. night he came back. Like what the fuck? Yeah, like four hours later. <laughs> Probably went and got a beer too. He still had his boner and he had to needed to release. But this was the first time he used a weapon, right? He shot let's see, Snelling was shot twice. 
and then he staggered back into the house to his wife, and then he died. Yeah, because that was because now you know Golden State Killer's back for the daughter two a.m. Right, and like and he got basically caught. had her. Yeah, like the and, dad came in and tried to be the hero. Yeah, he was like shot. they were in the he was in the carport or some shit. His dad mm-hmm. comes running in and yeah takes takes two to the chest or wherever, but took Oops. off on a stolen bicycle. They used hypnosis on the daughter to try to like get more facts about the guy who killed her father. Right. Interesting. I didn't know they did that shit back then. Yeah. I mean, I, nothing like that is, I don't even think today, you know, I don't don't think any of that shit's really admissible in court or anything, but I know. Yeah. I don't know when they first started doing it, but obviously the, they do look to outside sources, you know, Mm -hmm. on stuff like that, just to, you know, try to get any kind of, you know, help info, you know, something small, even, you know, you know, you just might not remember unless, you know, under hypnosis, but yeah, I mean, when you're, you're out of, out of options, you know, you're pretty much going to, you know, take whatever help you can get, you know, Mm -hmm. and hypnosis was the way for this one. She was probably so like, you know, traumatized by the whole thing. I would imagine. And again, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, it it might take something like that to bring it out Mm because, being such a traumatic experience, it might be something where she just balls it all up inside or, you know, doesn't remember everything, you know, as, as clear as she thinks she does or whatever. So it takes stuff like this to, to pull it out. But. And that's probably another good reason that like, well, not a good reason, but him being a cop, he was able to probably, whether it was in his jurisdiction or not, he was able to like find out where these people, they were doing stakeouts um, at these houses where the prowler was going to. Right, in the different but neighborhoods kept, and stuff. They yeah. kept going. So they still kept happening, yeah. He probably knew or was able to look up where they were going to be posted and whatever. So that helped him a great deal, obviously. Right. But yeah, this guy, I, I, when I was reading about him, I was trying to see if, you know, anything could have like triggered how he is or how he was. And I wasn't sure. Um, apparently, he like witnessed his sister get raped. Like a seven-year-old sister get raped by two airmen in Germany. In, in Germany. Yeah. My guess would be Rammstein. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> I guess something, seeing something like that at a young age would fucking traumatize the fuck out of somebody. But I don't understand, like, why it would lead you to do what he did unless there was something else that I didn't find that happened to him, like, specifically. I don't, I don't remember finding anything. Um, I mean, I did read... And heard about the about the, the Air Force base thing because yeah, his dad was Air Force. Right. I mean, he had the tell signs of a serial killer. He was torturing animals and shit like in his teenage years. Right. And and that's the thing though. Like when when they told the parents about what had happened, they basically said, you know, you're not going to say another word about this or tell anyone or anything. So mm-hmm. so yeah, you know, and that's following that up probably didn't help. Right. And you know, it's. You know, who knows at that young age, as, as traumatic as it was or whatever, maybe he thought, you know, this is what you do. Kind of, you know, I mean, it, who knows what kind of wires got crossed and shit, you know, mm-hmm. you know, seeing all this stuff. Or, you know, I mean, it could be a weird, you know, I'm I'm gonna pay everyone back by, you know, doing this to other, you know, what you know, what are you know, I'm gonna protect my sister by raping other people. Who knows what whatever you know, what goes through your mind with all that now, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not like he wasn't familiar with the city, Visalia, because that's where he went to college. 
So he went to college at the College of Sequoias in Visalia. And then that's after that is when he completed a 32-week uh, internship at the police department in Roseville. So I, I guess they were like neighboring cities or at least very close. Right. If he's going from like one to the other. And he probably knew he's like, all right, this is going to be the first town. I'm going to do all my stuff. Fuck it. Right, right. <laughs> I'm going to test it while I'm a cop in the next city over, the next town over, see what I can hear, whatever. And then boom, I'll get away with it. And he did. For like the longest fucking time, too. Yeah. So let's yeah, go. It, it, it he graduated. Being, being on that inside, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, then after that, he graduated himself to raping people, which is never fun. Never a good thing to do. In 76 to 79, um, he moved to Sacramento, which is where he decided to just start raping uh, people rather than just burglarizing. Yeah, what's, what's the fun in that? I just I, I don't know. I wonder what his mindset was where he's just like, you know what? Yeah, this is boring. This, I'm bored. Yeah, I need something else. Yeah, I'm gonna start trying to burglarize people. I mean, and unless it was the kidnapping attempt that he tried that like triggered something in him. Right, or maybe that kidnapping attempt was going to be his first. That's true too. You know, but then he probably backed off for a little bit because he didn't want to get caught. Got to let the heat die down. I'm gonna let this cool off a bit while I. But while he continued to ransack houses. Like he started. Right. But it was probably like his last attempt for a while, at least, at, at trying to do something to another human being, you know, physically, right? Because ransacking, you're still doing something to a human being, Billy. Have some compassion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had my car broken into and shit <laughs> stolen. I know how it feels. <laughs> you don't say it. My memory is so shot that even if I was broken into and they did it, so like, wouldn't even I wouldn't remember. even know. Okay, Not until like 10 years shit. later. <laughs> <laughs> There's been times where I've like left my front door open unlocked by accident here. And I'm like, fuck. But I'm like, is anything gone? I don't know. As long as my PS5 and TV are still up over there, I'm, I'm happy. It's, you know, it, it's... it's <laughs> It's the important things, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he would when he when he moved to Sacramento, Sacramento, he would stalk middle class neighborhoods, you know. And he would specifically look for women who were alone, and then they usually were in like a like a ranch, like a one story house. Uh, they were usually near a school, a creek, a trail. Same mo as the last time when he was looking for houses to burn. Right, you know why? Why change what works? You know. Yeah, and apparently, like a, a bunch of people saw him. There were a lot of sketches of him, like throughout the right. Years. It's just nobody could, like, tell who it was. And when you look at the sketches, it's almost like they're all different people. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I noticed that. And again, that's, I mean, that's the, that's the power of and not one eyewitness like accounts. <laughs> right. At least in the early stages of when they were doing this. Either the artists were terrible or, like you said, because of the eyewitness accounts, everything was a little different. And then most of the time he was wearing that mask. So Right. Every time. So they heard like, all right. So if you hear there's a prowler in your area, what are you going to do? What do you do? You start locking your doors and your windows, right? You would think. I'll be sitting down here in the living room in the middle of the night with my guns ready to go. <laughs> Door wide open. Come on in, motherfucker. <laughs> Came to the wrong fucking house. So then what would you do? Like if you were him, what would you do after that? Like people start locking their houses. You got to find a, find a way. Obviously you got to find all the ways, right? Which is what he did, you know. Maybe maybe I'll go door to door or something. I'm here to talk to you about Jesus. I was and just how you're gonna that. meet him. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That'd be fucking shitty. 
I feel bad for these people that like had to deal with him. Yeah. Like it's one thing where I think I said this last episode, it's one thing for the people that like get killed by these guys, but it's like another for the ones that survived. Right. Or got away or escaped like that shit. They got to live with every fucking day. And, and you know, and I guess if you're one of the early ones that just, you know, survived the ransacking, I think I could probably still function in life. Although it'd be kind of weird, you know, later to find out that this is the same motherfucker that was doing, you know, a lot worse shit down the road. But, but yeah, to, you know, and there's been, you know, we've discussed and they're going to discuss this season. You know, there's been people that have escaped these, you know, serial killers and stuff. And yeah, and I mean, to, have to go on with, you know, it's one of those, it's like, you know, you may have wished you did die, you know, I mean, as bad as it sounds, you know, mm. I mean, but to have to live just remembering that continue on. Time. Yeah. So yeah, like you said before, so what do you, let's see. All right. First rape was Friday, June 18th, 1976, all the way through Thursday, July 5th, 1979. He raped 50 women in three years. So uh, never got caught as they say getting it done seriously like i'm looking at like this list of all these rapes and i have only seen there wasn't many that were not before like 2 a.m i think i'm looking at the same list you are and there were a couple times he got real brazen he did he did one at 6 30 p.m like the sun had to have still been up no let me see when the date date is oh no december is probably dark 6 45 a.m Two six forty five a.m. So, yeah, and I mean, it's who knows the. So he was. He probably did that on purpose so that people wouldn't or wouldn't be able to like protect themselves as easy. So I mean, if he's always trying to commit rapes at like two a.m., you know, people are going to be alert at two a.m. So if he just does it whenever randomly, I guess it's easier for him to try to pick his victim. There's less of a pattern, you know. Yeah, if you're if you've got a string of rapes happening at two o'clock. You know, in a certain neighborhood, and you're going to start doing the stakeouts or whatever. Yeah, you're going to put that stakeout around two, you know, mm-hmm. hour or two before, hour or two after. Freaking, yeah, okay, I'll show you. I'll, there's a 6.30 p.m. Is that the one you mentioned? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and who knows? Maybe that was his day off of work, you know? So he went a little earlier where all these other times he has to wait till he's off of work, you know? I mean, it, but yeah, I mean, obviously, in the middle of the night's the more ideal time. And some was, of his, yeah, somebody wakes me up at three o'clock in the fucking morning. I ain't gonna. So know, like I'm when not he, gonna fucking know what's going on. When he, I guess, first murdered someone, it wasn't even like in a house. It wasn't like he, like he usually, like he'll go in and burglarize, rape, whatever. Apparently, it was a couple who was like walking their dog, where five of the rapes had happened. But apparently, they like confronted him, and they were chased down and and killed. Hey, asshole, what are you, you out here raping people? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Not anymore, motherfuckers. <laughs> right, you witnesses, so fuck you. But like, that was the one, uh, I think the, the act, yeah, the guy was actually a MP for the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Or SP, whatever. So I wonder, I almost wonder if it was that, if that's what happened. Like they, like from the sketches that were out there, they probably saw him and were like, what the fuck? And him being an MP. Well, maybe not even the sketches, but just because all this shit's going on in the area. Yeah, yeah you see someone that looks kind of suspicious. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers, the original see something, say something. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but apparently they weren't even sure who did this because, like I said, it was just them walking their dog. They're outside. They were 
whatever they well, want. Well, this like, this goes against whatever. what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, his whole mo was right out the window for this. But you know, move forward like forty years, and D'Angelo apparently entered a plea of guilty to those murders, and I guess right. the first murders, and that's probably where he thought to himself, like, "Well, fuck." That was that was pretty fucking cool. That was fucking <laughs> awesome. You know, I mean, it's, it's weird to say, but that's probably his mindset at the time. He probably killed them and he was like, well, fuck, that was awesome. You know, like, that's how most of them probably think when they do shit like this. Right. Why else would they just keep doing it and doing it and doing it? Chasing that dragon, man. Yeah. So I guess that was when they started calling him the original Night Stalker. And I guess that term st- stuck around for like, what, seven years? 79 to 86. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy was all over the fucking place, just killing people, raping people, or not killing people. He killed two people. So he was raping people, he was burglarizing homes, fucking. Then he started murdering and torturing and scaring the living fuck out of people. I wonder at one point, did he get comfortable enough to where he was doing all that other shit that I said he was doing before, where he was just like tying you up, telling you not to move or make a sound. And then just go and having dinner from your fucking in your kitchen, like right. Well, and I know if I remember, do you have to be like if I remember right? If I have it anywhere in here, but like when he was like raping chicks, he would be like going at it, and then would like stop and like go ransack or make a snack or some shit in the kitchen, and then go back and you know pick up where he left off, and then stop again. And I think it was, I think he was engaged and then it was broken off mm-hmm. and then he, then he married, but that was the, the chick he was married to. He would do the same thing where they'd be going at it mm-hmm. and then he, he would stop for a little bit. Yeah. And like leave and then come back and get back at it and stuff. And they said, the one thing I was listening to that, you know, this was like her first you know, sexual experience. So she had nothing to compare it to. So she was thinking, you know, okay, this kind of sucks, but I guess this is how it's done kind of thing. And it just popped into my head. His dad ended up like divorcing the mom. Cause I guess he like beat the shit out of his mom too, on a regular basis, mm-hmm. but, and then remarried and had like two or three kids with his new wife and named his new kids after his old kids, even though he had, Completely, you know, broke contact with all of his original kids. Fucking wild. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So he's, you know, again, there's some, you know, childhood issues going on and stuff, but I don't know why that it just popped into my head, but that was another thing as far as his childhood and stuff that, that he went through. All right. So let me, let me, let me backtrack for a little bit. All right. So he didn't kill that couple walking the dog. He only killed the dude, the daughter. He just kicked in the face like three times and then left. You didn't see nothing. <laughs> the way I was reading it before, I thought it was I thought he killed both of them, but he didn't. The girl survived. But yeah, he did kill her dad. All right, so let's see. He was a police officer in Auburn, California from 1976 to 1979 when he was ransacking. All right, let's see. He was allegedly fired for stealing a hammer and a can of dog repellent. Hmm. I wonder if he was going to use that in like one of his, you know, next. Got to be prepared, man. Yeah, right. Why would you steal shit? Why don't you just go to the fucking store and buy it? No, there's no cameras back then. There's no fucking paper trail, man. Paper trail. Might be paying with a credit card. They almost did Nicholas Cage in. Oh yeah. 
and, you know, getting the declaration. Just saying. I was just, it's on TV. <laughs> Literally before I came on here with you, it was, it's on TV. I was watching National Treasure. <laughs> Had I known it was on, we wouldn't have been recording this tonight because I'd be sitting there <laughs> watching it. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was like, shit, I got to mention this to Bar- uh, Sparrow because he loves that movie. Fuck yeah, dude, man. It's good stuff. All right, let's see. 1978 to 1981. All right, that's when he killed. No. All right, so he killed Snelling, right? Which is what we right. talked about, but not his daughter. Correct. Right. He was trying to kidnap the daughter. I'm confusing the fucking people. All right, so he, yeah, okay. So he did kill the couple that were walking their dog. Okay. I confused the two. Right. Yeah, because that was a husband wife. You were. Right. You, All right, so he's got three, three murders under his belt now, and 50 rapes. Oh, let's see. Oh, that's gonna be terrible. Oh, now I'm looking at this one sketch of him. It actually does look like him. How the fuck? This guy was a fucking. He was all over the place. Yeah, that's literally. That's, that's how they roll. <laughs> that's how you not get caught. <laughs> I just don't understand how you could, whether you're a cop or not, like getting away with something like this as much as he did. Like there are serial killers out here that out there that didn't get caught or haven't gotten caught yet, but they've only killed like five, six people. Like he's raped 50, killed countless and done whatever else to however 120 burglaries or whatever. Yeah. But that's the thing, you know, I mean, you get away with it. Like how much does being a cop actually help? I guess, I mean, I guess a lot, but I can't imagine nowadays that it would help that much. Just with everything. It's right. I mean, technology and everything. Right. Suspected of committing more than a dozen murders. Yeah, right. He probably. He. I wouldn't be surprised if he killed more than that. Well, that's most of them anyway. Right. So I'm pretty sure. Like, so one of his victims that didn't get killed, that he didn't kill. Apparently, um, the way he was tied up, the the blindfold that he had on him, kind of like wasn't fully on, and that's how he was able to see him, kind of sitting on his porch, smoking cigarettes, drinking beer. And that's why I think they all, he thought maybe he did that for like a few of them. And I'm like, what the fuck? Imagine, imagine getting, imagine your home was invaded. This, this motherfucker's on a smoke <laughs> break. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Your home is invaded. Like, Dude, get you this up, shit over with. You, you, tells you one way or the other. Yeah. Smokes your cigarettes, probably. Drinks your beer. And you're right. sitting there. Can't so that's noise, that's when I'm really going to start getting pissed. You start diving <laughs> into my stash. <laughs> but imagine just laying there wondering, like, is this motherfucker going to kill me? Right. And, and you see him just chilling. Like, you yeah. can't do shit about it. You're all tied up. I couldn't imagine. Mm-mm. So he stopped. What did he stop around the 80s, right? Just imagine. 86. Committing all these crimes from, like, the mid or early 70s till 86, right? Till I was one. He was doing this shit for, like, 14 years before I was born. And then he just stops. So let me think. Did he did he stop because he met a woman, had a family, or did he just not decide to do it anymore? You know, that's those are the questions that the police at the time were probably wondering because how come all of a sudden everything just stopped, you know? Right. And the cases went cold and they were never able to find him. And up until 2018, he was in the same fucking ballpark as Jack the Ripter, uh, Ripper. The Zodiac Killer, you know, and a bunch of others that probably haven't gotten caught yet. But yeah, that was, yeah, it was a big unsolved mystery for, you know, California and freaking, you know, FBI, you know, mm-hmm. all of them. It was, 
so for 30 something years, right? You're just going on about your business, living your life as if you didn't do any of the shit you've done. Just being a psycho, not caring. Although the people he grew up next to, or not, nah, sorry, nah, he didn't grow up next to him, but he like lived next to, always would say that like he would be like a real asshole to like the guy's uh, sister and mom. But he was always kind of like standoffish whenever the dad would yell at him for yelling at their kids. <laughs> and it it almost makes me wonder, like, maybe that's why he did what he did. He he thought women were inferior. And then with dudes, he just he's like, I'm not dealing with this. Right. <laughs> Which kind of sounds like something a rapist would think. Well, because I mean it's it's a yeah, it's a power thing. Right. So whenever this his neighbor's dad would like yell at him he'd be like well, i don't want to talk to you and he'd just like leave but whenever the kids were in the backyard he'd tell them to fucking stop doing this stop doing that yelling right. and shit it's like all right dude but how he got caught was fucking interesting very much so and it wasn't like it was like direct right it was like so the reason that they were able to find this guy was because of ancestry.com right good old good old dna right and apparently he like did it but or not, he didn't. I don't know if he did it or not. But I can't remember exactly. But like someone in his family did it that he was related to. Right. It was some kind of. And through that, whatever close DNA, relative. Right. It. They were able to like link him on the tree or put him on the tree. Well, and that was that was one of the things. I get. This was like one of the first times I think. You know, this method had been used, and I don't remember. Or at least in a very big case like this. Right. I don't. Because I've seen other uh, cases where ancestry proved that someone else didn't do it or someone else did it. And people that were committed were convicted as serial killers weren't actually a serial killer. And they were saying it the whole time. But DNA suggested otherwise. Right. It was something where because there, there was all the legal mumbo jumbo like they. The investigators work in this, they like created a profile, you know, pretending to be somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're using this DNA that they were able to find. There was one like unused sample from one of the rapes or whatever. Mm. And so they used that and submitted it to Ancestry or whatever it was. But like technically, I guess somewhere in all the fine print of like Ancestry, it's like, you know, you, you it has, you know, it has to be you. But they kind of said, ah, you know, <laughs> this is exigent circumstances you know we're, we're, we're we'll take the slap on the wrist or whatever you know right. but but yeah they created like a fake profile you know john smith whatever and they submitted that crime scene dna to the company mm-hmm. database and yeah and it linked to d'angelo's whatever you know cousins or somebody but there was yeah, whatever a- such a match that they were able to yeah. link it down to him through you know the family members Right, and the way they like solidified it was they they took like tissue from his garbage or some shit, and grabbed DNA from that. Yeah, uh, that's how they were able to match, match it. Yeah, it was a while because they were, uh, you know, basically just you know fucking stalking them, you know, staking them out, following them all mm-hmm. the time. And it was something where yeah, he like blew his nose, and, <laughs> and you know, out they, in public and, and threw it in a trash can. And, and that's when they threw it to the ancestry, and right. it just happened to match DNA from all the crime. Well, not all of them, but most of the crime right. scenes. That they took from um, let's the crime see. scenes. Yeah, they upload the killer's DNA profile. Yeah, yeah. So 
they had the DNA profile from a rape kid mm-hmm. from, you know, from one of them. They sent that in the website identified 10 to 20 people who had the same great, great, great grandparents mm-hmm. as the golden state killer. So they've got, you know, they're whatever, 10 to 20 people that are all sharing the same kind of DNA and stuff. And then, yeah, that's when they're following D'Angelo, they get the fucking snot rag. And that's probably and then, when the, like then, the highest percentage match. And then boom, through. boom, there's a the fucking match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So I don't know what year we're in. I guess we're in 2018. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. On April 18th, a DNA sample was serendipitously collected from the door handle of D'Angelo's car. Another sample was later collected from a tissue found in the garbage can. Both were matched to samples associated with Golden State Killer crimes. And so that's how, uh, let's see, since D'Angelo's arrest, some commentators have raised concerns about the ethics of secondary use of personally identifiable information. Hmm. Again, they're, you know, trying to stir shit up on, but you, you, ancestry, all those things, you freely give them your DNA. You know, Hmm. it's, it's whatever. But right, and anything found in the trash is like public fucking domain. Exactly. Which is why they could have just which is why they could just do what they did. Right. You know, it wasn't even like he tried to hide it. It was if you watch the documentary on HBO Max, uh it's weird not, because not a sponsor yet. <laughs> <laughs> what he does, it's everything the neighbor's son, who I guess was an adult at the time when the documentary was made, everything he said was that this guy was like active, he was fit. He was an old man, but he like moved around like a 50 year old. But when right. he got caught, he acted like he was like a vegetable, like he a mute, like he was like this. Well, old I mean, fucking, look, you know, we'll, we'll uh, get even more recent. Look at Bill Cosby <laughs> going into prison. That's true. <laughs> Feeble. Oh, you know, can't yeah. walk. It goes skipping out of there, you know, when he gets released. So, yeah, yeah. he was he was saved by prison. But yeah, that's well, yeah. How many of them show up in a wheelchair or. You know, it's all the stuff. Like he wasn't so. eating. Oh, oh I yeah, yeah. I'm not going to eat. Fuck you. But apparently, when he was brought into custody, he said, he's like, I did all those things. I destroyed all those lives. And then he probably got a lawyer, and the lawyer's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. <laughs> which, you know, that's the lawyer's job. But honestly, I, you know, I, I'll give props. You know, I like it when, you know, when they're caught, they're like, yep, you got me. Here's, here's what I did. Don't do the, you know, where there's, you know, just, a hundred percent, you know, you know, he did it. No, no, yeah. no, baby. No, it wasn't me, but like, like, yeah, just fucking fess up to it and let, let those families get fucking closure some way mm-hmm. how, you know? And well, I don't think they care about that as, as much as they care more about like the Zodiac killer. If he were to actually ever get caught, like if he actually got caught and, you know, supposedly the guy that was him died, but let's say he was caught to him. It was a cat and mouse game with the police. So if he got caught, he probably would have been the guy that been like, yeah, you got me. <laughs> Good right, job. right. No. Yeah. You outsmarted me. Well, and that's what him. I'm saying. Yeah. Just fucking, you got caught, just fess up and deal with what, you know, comes about, you know, but yeah. With, with him, it was probably just, you know, with the mixed emotions of, I mean, you got to think of it, think of it this way. He didn't do anything since 1986. They arrested him in 2018. In his mind, he's probably like, Really? How the fuck? <laughs> you know, like all these years later? Right. So at first know, he was probably like, yeah, you got me. And then he pr- probably thought about it for a minute. He's like, wait a minute. How the fuck did they know it was me? It's been so long. And then that's probably when he went like, you know, lethargic and vegetable and whatever. It's just it's just weird to me. But then, you know, once the trial went on and everything, he, that's when he decided to be like, you know what? Fuck it. 
I don't want to get killed, even though I'm old as dirt and die soon anyway, probably. He pleaded guilty, and in, in, I guess, in exchange, they gave him life rather than the death penalty. Right. Which is what most of them do. Because, you know, they're all egotistical. They all love themselves. They don't want to get killed, you know, except for a certain couple of them. But then you get arrested in some certain states. They probably don't give a fuck, like Florida. <laughs> right. But yeah, as part of the plea bargain that spared him the death penalty, mm-hmm. uh, D'Angelo also admitted to numerous crimes with which he had not been formally charged, including rapes. On August 21st, in the year of our Lord, 2020, D'Angelo was sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. So he was he, he was found guilty or he pled guilty to 13 counts of first-degree murder. You think there were more that he's not talking um, about? Well, it might not be that he's not talking but maybe he just couldn't get charged with him. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he could say, hey, you know, I also killed, you know, these people, but maybe there's no whatever record of it. You know I mean? It's, yeah. you know, who, who knows? Or, well, yeah. Cause there's, there's plenty of serial. Or it could have been fucking there. pinned on someone else and right. whatever law enforcement agency doesn't want fucking mud on their face, you know, letting yeah. someone else rot for something they didn't need to do, but who knows? I mean, there's, there's a whole lot of avenues to it, but yeah, I mean, that, I, again, that's what I'm saying. I wish, I wish they would all just, you know, straight up. Hey, okay. All right. Here it is. This is what I did. This is how I did it. All that shit. It just right, especially if they have DNA or any kind of evidence, like actual evidence on you. Like, just be like, all right, fine. <laughs> yeah. So, but like you were saying before, since his arrest, there's been over 150 people that were identified through genetic genealogy, and that's why a lot of people don't want to do ancestry and right. all that other shit. You know, uh, fucking commit crimes and you can do it, motherfucker. Shit. See, so it's so he wasn't charged. Yeah, he did not get charged with the 1970s rapes because the of murders. California's statute of limitations right. for rape. Yeah, so uh, sentenced to life in prison without parole. So, like, what another ten years, maybe, if he lives that long? Well, prison prison years are a lot different than normal year because he's like what 75 now or some shit. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. I would say in the next couple years, we'll be hearing hearing on the news that he passed, I would think. But who knows? It's California, man. It might be fucking, he might be Club Med. I just, I don't know. I'm reading this uh, one account from one of his rape victims, Jane Carls, Jane Carson Sandler. Raped in 1976, home with her son. I was frozen in fear beyond description. My attention was not on the rape but fully on where did you put my son when you removed him from the bed? Where did you put him and where did you go? Uh, where were you going to do with him? What were you going to do with him? And apparently, um, even today, she can't like look at people with ski masks or hear the words shut up without getting anxiety from it. Right. And that's like so many years. Ago. Like, that sucks. Yeah. At least well, that's, you- I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, to go through that shit. I mean, again, it's you, know, you survive something like that, but you basically you know live it every fucking day or mm-hmm. once a week whatever it is but it, it, the fact that you have to go through with it you know it's not fair that you know he put all these people through that stuff see like when you hear about some of these serial killers you know a lot of them they don't give a fuck they're just they're there's no remorse they don't care you know whatever they did to their victims it's just like 
you know, killing a chicken to eat it, you know, or a pig to eat it or whatever. Yeah, they're just objects. It's not there. Yeah, there's no empathy or sympathy or anything. That's they're all, you know, along with being, you know, fucking nuts, but they're all fucking, you know, antisocial, sociopaths, all that shit. You know, yeah. they don't they got no feelings. So it's nothing to them. But when it comes to him, he said that he listened to everyone's statements during the trial and that he was truly sorry to everyone he hurt. Now, when you hear that that he said that, do you believe him? No, to me, Somebody that's like a that. to me, I'm hearing I don't want the death penalty. You know, I yeah. No, I don't it's all bullshit. Yeah, because it, it, why would you have done it to begin with? You're sorry you got caught is what you're sorry for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because if, if it was, you know, if you felt that bad about it, then it wouldn't have gone on for fucking 15 years or whatever. You know, you wouldn't have fucking racked up the stats you had if it was, you know, if you were that sorry. You would have done something, but, you know, to fix it or stop it, whatever. But nope, I don't believe that shit at all. That's insane. I don't, don't any anytime any any trial, you know, if it's big enough where it's on the news or whatever, and you know, oh, I'm sorry I didn't mean no, you're sorry you got caught. That's all that's all you're sorry for. Because had you not and got had you not got caught, mm-hmm. the shit would have still been going on, in my opinion. But I digress. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's one man's opinion. Yeah, I, I that's probably two men. I, I agree <laughs> with you. I don't think I mean there's people that kill people by accident, and if they say it, then you can, uh, can well, kind of like, you know, but like someone that I, does I, shit I, like this. Right. That's what I'm saying. I get it if, you know, fucking, you know, you got drunk and got in a car accident or whatever. Obviously, you weren't trying to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. And I get the, you know, and then you can be like, well, you know, you weren't sorry enough, you know, to not try to get a cab or something, you know, but that's different than fucking whatever, whatever we went through 13 rapes, fucking, you know, 120 burglaries, fucking or 50 rapes, 13 murders. You know, th- you know, you, you lost the mm-hmm. sorry game a fucking long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I get it. Like accidental shit, you know, whatever. I, I get that. If someone's saying they're sorry for, but the, the, it, the repeated behavior. No, it's, you're not getting, you're, you're not getting an acceptance an apology for me that's because there's something else going on there that's you're not sorry so apparently there's another i have to watch this there's another documentary about him on hbo max called i'll be gone in the dark um i guess it was based off a book from a woman a survivor of uh from him named michelle mcnamara who actually was married to Patton oswalt from 2005 until she died the actor yeah, the comedian. He was, he was one of the producers on this documentary. I guess because I guess it was like closure for him and his late wife to do something like this to like tell the story. And I haven't watched it yet. I'm gonna have to watch this now. But that's interesting that he actually married a survivor from her, or from him. Sorry, right. that's insane. Small world. I was just gonna say small world. You know what's weird? As weird as this may sound. What I'm about to say is that it's it's <laughs> the murders and the rapes don't get to me as much as like what he did in between. So like you, there's plenty of people out there that'll kill or rape. It happens every day. We're kind of numb to it. It just is something that happens, right? But the way he would tie people up and just literally just sit there 
and do whatever the fuck he wanted while these people were like literally thinking to themselves, is this it? He's kind of well, like, I mean, that's that's you know, that's him getting his fucking rocks off, man. I mean, that that was his thing. Everyone's got their thing. But just I can't imagine laying there tied up, not wondering or wondering if I'm gonna be killed or not. Right. And, and, but, and for all I know, this motherfucker left three hours ago and he, he so I've just been laying there in silence for three hours and he's not even there anymore. But you don't know because you don't want to. Right. And that, he's, you know? like, he's sitting at home rubbing one out thinking about how terrified you are. Yeah, jerking off to your fucking you don't know. Right. That's what that's Actually, what I'm saying. In the 70s, there were no pictures, but whatever. But that, you know, fucking sniffing, sniffing the panties he stole. But that's but that's his, you know, that was his thing. I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But mm. but yeah, I mean, that's. That was his bag, baby. That was <laughs> like I fucking hate people. It's a known fact. I've said it before. I don't like the human race, but goddamn, like right. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> whole other levels there's, of it. Yeah, yeah. And he went yeah. to like the fucking max, like level thirty-seven thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, man, Joey Diaz. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, it's just a whole nother level of what a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be dead soon enough. Then again, nobody on this list is really a classy guy. Unless Ted yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not doing a hero season for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Bundy was actually kind of a classy guy. He was just, he was also a piece of shit. <laughs> no, polished don't get, turd. Don't get mad at me for saying he was a classy guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> fucking kidding. He was also a douchebag. He was just kind of like he's like the mascot of serial he's, killers, he's, right? Like the goat. He like perfected double life. Yeah. But we'll get to that next time. I can't wait for that episode. That motherfucker. I must have seen like 17 documentaries on that motherfucker. <laughs> and I got to see his car in real life, which was cool. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I'll have to have that as the, the thumbnail for that episode. Definitely. But yeah, man. You know, another night, another episode, another piece of shit we like to discuss. I don't yeah, really like it, but we're fascinated by him. Yeah. No, I like talking about it. I don't like them. Right. Yeah. Fuck but, them. yeah I don't mind talking about it. Yeah, we're we're chipping away at the season. Mm-hmm. Getting there. Hopefully everyone likes listening to this. I mean, as, as fucked up as serial killers actually are, they are very fascinating people. Every I, I won't say everyone, but the vast majority of people definitely I mean that you know, that's people make careers over doing the, the shows and talking about them and stuff. I mean, it's it's it, everyone loves it. I mean, let's let's because it um, makes you feel better about yourself. It's like <laughs> you know. Hey, I, I got, you know, the cashier didn't scan this case of beer or whatever, you know, going through the grocery store. You know, you got yeah. a free case of beer, but hey, there's somebody out there killing people. So, you know, I'm not that bad of a guy. Yeah. Just as a random example. I mean, let's call it like it is. Um, if a fuck ton of people weren't interested and fascinated by serial killers, companies and studios wouldn't be making millions and millions of dollars on documentaries or movies about them. Exactly, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Because people will want to watch that shit or right. listen about that shit, you know. And unfortunately, though, and I mean, the especially the ones we're talking about this season are not the ones I'm talking about now. But because of the fact that everyone's fascinated with it, you know, you get the copycats or I'm just going to do something just to try to be sensationalized in the news. Because... Right these people have had movies and documentaries, you know, made after them. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword, but mm. it is actually to talk about. came up with an idea for a movie because of Ted Bundy. 
but I'm not going to get into that right now. Oh, I'll be broadcasting that over the airway. Somebody's going to steal that shit. I've been working on this you. for like, I've literally been working on this for like three years with my brother. Yeah, <laughs> copyright that shit, man. You fucking get that. Yeah, get that shit on ink on paper and fucking and TM yes, it's that. It's a fictional you know? story. Calm down, people. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but I think it's a cool idea. I've, I've, I've only let a few select people read it about like the plot and everything, and they were like, yeah. oh, it's pretty cool. I'd watch this. <laughs> so. Start taking to the millions, man. Just have to find time <laughs> to, to work on it. Never more. any time. It may or may not have to do with serial killers. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah, would man. think so if you brought it up while we're talking about them. So, yeah. yeah man. All right. So, like, let's say somebody stumbled upon our episode on Joey D'Angelo, fuckface, Golden State Killer. Mm. I would as much as I enjoy like, as, as much as I enjoy the nickname fuckface, I don't think that was one of his official. But we we will make it official here on the it, on so. the Operation Unknown podcast. <laughs> Joey D'Angelo is will forever be known as fuckface. I wish this disbeliever in chief could actually put that as the title, but I don't think he's allowed to put curses in the. You can. Uh, he might be able to do like an asterisk. Yeah, right? you can put an asterisk on the U. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can totally do that. That'd be great. Well, but if, if somebody was it called the shit show, man, you could curse on the actual title, though. I don't know if you can list a curse in the title of the episode. I know one of the first ones, like the for one of the first ones we did, we, we oh, titled it the shit show. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, you can ask it if nothing else. But but if someone were to stumble upon this episode, how can they find or listen to us or mm. other episodes? However, wherever they listen to podcasts. Whether it be your Spotify's, your Apple's, uh, iHeartRadio, all the wherever you can listen to a fucking podcast, you're going to find us. Operation Unknown Podcast. Also, we are on the Instagram, and I am going to go so far out on a limb to say that by the time this episode is released, we will also be found on Facebook. Boom! I've said it, chiseled it in stone. It's recorded. It's recorded. Same it's thing. a legal fucking. It's a legal binding document. Binding document. <laughs> so tomorrow I'm going to have to make a Facebook page. But yes, I, we need <laughs> to do it anyway. In the near future. Yeah. Yeah. I got a couple of couple days. But I also want to disclose one thing for our fact checkers. We do not go over every detail of anything or anyone we're talking about. There's so much shit out there. We, we don't no, have five fucking hours to talk about this shit. So yeah, as much is, as I, a lot of it is cliff notes. I was gonna say we are the notes. we are the cliff notes version. This is the fucking Operation Unknown cliff notes version. So if you're sitting there listening, incidents. wondering, well, what about this victim? What about that victim? What about this victim? What about, yeah, if you want to call us and be on an episode, we'll do like a part two. Awesome. Well, and even if you if if you know, I'm not putting my phone number out there. But the oh. easiest way to get this is a great segue. The easiest way to get a hold of us, Operation Unknown Podcast at gmail.com or same Operation Unknown Podcast on Instagram. Fucking shoot us a message on there. Once the Facebook page is up, which obviously is going to happen sooner than later, um, you know, shoot us a message on there. However, I mean, again, you know, you got two fucking drunk Marines fucking sitting around shooting the shit basically is what we're all about. But yeah, I mean, we like to find topics that we want to talk about. We hope you guys listen. You know, on that note, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your family friends, and tell your friends of the family. Give us a listen. Go on to Apple, freaking uh, drop a review, five stars, please. 
you know, it's it does it's not like it costs anything. Just fucking leave a fucking review. But yeah, we're we're an abbreviated version of a fucking documentary. We've watched and listened to and read plenty leading up to our episodes, and then yeah, we break it down fucking Barney style, as they used to say in the core. We're just yeah. giving you the the short and nasty version. Yeah, none of the shit we talk about is made up. We don't make any of this shit up. We just go by memory and what we've read or what we've seen, like you said. It's not going to be everything. We weren't the detectives on these cases. We won't know details that they might know. You know, they probably don't even say some of the details in documentaries. Right. You know, so on that note, I would like to wish everyone a good night, good week, good month, good year, whatever. Yeah, good morning. Good life. If this is the only episode you ever listen to. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fantastic movie. (laughs) So, yeah. I'm not even going to say the name of the movie. I want to see if someone could reach out to us after hearing this episode. I know. I just want to see if someone can reach out to us, make sure that the Instagram or the Gmail works after they hear this episode and tell us what movie that's from. You better write that down because you ain't even going to remember having this fucking conversation. No, we're fucking three months from now. We're going to get an email saying, oh, yeah, it was this. I'm like, what are you talking about? What the fuck is this person talking about? Ah, that's what's so great about technology. Who am I kidding? We're going to be listening to this as it comes out, too. Oh, yeah. No, we will. I always do because half the time I don't remember recording it, so I have to listen. Especially when we record like a whole season before it comes Uh, out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's fucking that's. That's that's the episode on fuckface. <laughs> fuckface D'Angelo. Cocksucker. All right. Everyone have a good night. Birdman. It's been a pleasure. It always is. I can't Talk wait till next soon. episode. Yeah. Next episode's gonna be a doozy. You better believe it. <laughs> They're all doozies. <laughs> all right. Adios. I rock. I know the CIA would say what you hear is all hearsay. Wish someone would tell me 